The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. The Alberta Union of Public Employees has taken legal action against the province, and it all has to do with Bill 9. As you've been hearing in our newscast, the AUP filed a statement of claim in Court of Queen's Bench saying the Public Sector Wage Arbitration Deferral Act breaks legally binding agreements by delaying talks that were supposed to have restarted at the end of the month to the end of October. Uh, AUP President Guy Smith joins us now. Guy, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thanks for the opportunity. How ticked off are you and your members right now? Uh, well, our members are very angry. Um, ever since uh, Bill 9 was introduced uh, not that long ago, and then it was rammed through the House. But uh, what it does, it, it, it denies them of their legally binding rights that they negotiated into their collective agreement to mm-hmm. ensure that there was a process to look at potential wage increases for the last year of their collective agreement, uh, which included uh, having arbitration hearings by the end of June. And we were in the middle of those arbitration hearings, uh, specifically for our members who work frontline government services, uh, when Bill 9 came down. And what uh, Bill 9 does, essentially, is is take away that right. Uh, So it's a violation, a clear violation of uh, the collective agreement. Uh, And also, we, as we put in our claim at the courts today, it's a violation of our members' charter rights to free collective bargaining. Mr. Smith, did you um, know at any time or did, were you given any heads up um, uh, beforehand that this uh, may be coming down, uh, coming down the pipe before it happened? Well, there was some allusion, if you like, to a to some sort of legislative activity, and we had no idea what mm-hmm. that that was. But I guess when given the heads up, it doesn't make it any uh, any any better. I guess when it actually no. comes down, um, and the, and the fact when we saw it, what it actually does, uh, I, I think I've previously called it egregious, and I will yes. stick with that. <laughs> you said today in a news release that came out that uh, you thought mm-hmm. the bill had become law on Friday, but it has passed yeah, third I, reading. It has not received royal assent. What does that mean for the members? And you were saying that you could have, I mean, is it saying that you could have had arbitration meetings Mm -hmm. over the weekend? Would that really have been possible? Uh, Not only was it possible, it was scheduled. Uh, The legal counsel for the government made legal presentation to AUPE that uh, the royal assent was imminent uh, on Friday morning. And as a result, the arbitration board was was stood down. Now, what's happened is that it's it's still not law. There is no royal assent in place yet, which meant that we lost some key arbitration mm-hmm. dates when it may not have been come to conclusion, but we could have, you know, pushed the process further further along. So that that was, you know, that that's very discouraging uh, to a high degree. And tell me about uh, the statement of claim that that you uh, that you filed mm-hmm. this morning, uh, based on two key issues. Number one, that Bill Nine goes against the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, and therefore should not go into effect. Can you uh, just uh, expand on that a little bit? Well, free collective bargaining is uh, and freedom of association is uh, prescribed in the the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, and when that uh, that those rights are undermined through actions of the state, uh, which obviously has happened here with the 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 passage of Bill Nine. Uh, Basically, the state is infringing on uh, individual and collective rights as enshrined in the Charter. So uh, that's a test that we've put to the courts and previously uh, under the Allison Redford government. We, we were successful in challenging a piece of legislation at that time. We feel we've got good argument uh, in, in this uh, statement of claim as well. Um, and, I, and I think everyone would recognize that the Charter of Rights and Freedoms is the, the supreme law of the land.
Uh, and uh, the court injunction, you wanted um, mm. uh, as soon as possible to allow wage arbitration to go ahead as negotiated right. in good faith by members and their employees. Uh, how, how optimistic are you on these? Uh, well, I mean, we've got good legal counsel who's uh, very familiar with these issues and who, on our behalf, uh, filed the statement of claim today. And yes, he will be also filing uh, for injunctive relief. Uh, he needs to build some evidence for that, obviously, before to, to before he can put it in the courts. Uh, but basically, in the injunction, what we're saying is that Bill 9 be put on hold or put on ice to allow the arbitration process as legally negotiated uh, would, would continue while the question of Bill 9 itself ran through the courts. Mr. Smith, I can tell you without even having to check my text line, because anytime I've talked about this since this all started happening a couple of weeks ago, people are like, oh, you know, there's all sorts of people out there that have that, yes. uh, you know, that they're, they're, that aren't getting, uh, yep. aren't making what they were before, that have taken rollbacks, yep. have taken cuts, have, have not had a raise in many years. What do you say to those people who are saying, you know, suck it up? So our members also haven't had a raise in over two years. Uh, actually, the last one was three years ago. Um, and that was, yes, that was negotiated. But part of that negotiations was to have wage talks and arbitration, if necessary, for the third year. So it's a legally binding contract. And I understand some of the, the mood of the, the public out there. Uh, obviously, our members have been hit hard as well by the economic downturn because their family members also have been hit hard. So, But I think Albertans fundamentally agree, though, a deal is a deal. Uh, that is something that I think is a tenant of our province uh, that we, we base our community on. That a deal is a deal and you cannot have the state using all its legislative power to break that deal. Well, and, and what I've said uh, a couple of times uh, on this show is that if you had um, a contract, doesn't matter what job you're in, if you have a contract and you believe yes. that, that that's your legally binding contract that you signed and you, you agreed on, and then it was just being, you know, whether it's delayed or, or ripped up, whatever, it is, you'd be, yep. ever, anyone would be ticked off about it. Exactly, and that's exactly what we're facing here. Um, the ripping up of a contract. Yeah. So, and, you know, the fact, uh, too, that the government's been limiting debate on this as well, that's got to be frustrating. Mm -hmm. Uh, yes, yes, it is. Uh, you know, again, uh, I think we all take pride in our democratic processes in Alberta, and we expect uh, a government, no matter how much of a majority it has got, to, to make sure that the democratic processes, including passage of bills through the House, is protected. Uh, the fact that uh, they, they sped up the process and rammed it through quickly is an affront to democracy, I think. And I think Albertans should be concerned about that. This government is brand new, and already we're seeing some very aggressive actions, which I think run against what Alberta is all about. Uh, what happens next? Uh, you know, you can see what happens with um, the injunctions that you filed today. What happens next if you're not successful? What is what is in the playbook now? Well, I, I can tell you that uh, beyond what we're doing in, in court, and that, that does take some time to play out. We're, we are uh, obviously having thousands of conversations with our members. They're obviously very frustrated. They feel disrespected by their employers, and they are organizing things like information pickets and rallies, and they're also contacting their MLAs. They want to be able to get across their, their feelings about their contract being broken. So that's really a, a major part of our focus as well. We're currently holding uh, telephone town halls across the province uh, today and Wednesday, which have already been very well attended. So we want to make sure that we're having those discussions with our members and see what they're prepared to do to defend their rights. There's a lot of folks, and again, I can tell you on the text line saying, you know, what does it matter if it's only pushed back to October? What does mm -hmm. it really matter if it's four or five months, whatever whatever that is? Um, and I, I think there's a lot of uh, folks mm -hmm. in, in the ranks that believe, no, this is just a precursor. This is just, uh, you know, showing something to, to come. What, what is your thought on that? 
Well, first of all, even even delaying the arbitration is mm-hmm. violation of the of mm-hmm. the, the collective agreement. Uh, but secondly, um, the the government is looking towards its so-called blue ribbon panel for some yeah. uh, some direction, I guess. And I think that direction is already the writing's on the wall. It's being chaired by uh, Janice McKinnon, who has publicly stated before that there needs to be cuts in the public service, and cuts to services to the people of the province, and cuts to uh, wages of, of frontline workers. So uh, it's it's not hard to, yeah. to figure out where they're going to conclude, and that's going to give uh, the UCP government the rationale, or believes it has the rationale to take to take measures such as cuts. So, yeah, we believe that's on the table. I, I, it's uh, it's it's fascinating, you know, to to watch this happening as quickly as it did since uh, the mm-hmm. UCP came into power, and you know, going head to head now with you know some of the province's biggest unions. The next yes. four years are going to be fascinating to watch, Mr. Smith. Oh, well, you might call it fascinating to watch. Fascinating, frustrating. (laughs) We'll be right in the middle of it. And, I mean, you know, I've been around the labor movement for 30 years. I've been president of AUP for 10 years. And believe Mm -hmm. me, we've been in a lot of tough situations. uh, And our members are ready for a challenge. Uh, It's unfortunate, but we have to be prepared for challenges such as this. Well, okay. Well, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. And I know that we'll be talking again uh, in the future. Thank you very much. You bet.